0: good job. He kept it together when things were terrible. I mean, mostly. He also absolutely fell apart. But that was to be expected. Now there's something pure about starting over. This new year of mine. Something hopeful. I don't know why one day can change you. Maybe I only feel like this now. Maybe tomorrow I'll fall back into 42 again. Maybe the next day I'll be 32. Scared and alone and wasting my life. Then I'll be 35. Remembering when I was newly in love. And that 35 year old will curse the 41 year old and the 42 year old me's for fucking things up. But at each age, I was doing the best I could at the time. I have to believe that. By doing those things, both good and bad, I learned. I didn't know then what I know now. And a year from now, I'll know new things I don't know now. I just always have to keep myself going, moving forward. And to keep myself from giving up, Giving up is so attractive. Every time I walk somewhere where there's a sheer drop, I stop and think about it. Now the time, just a simple jump. Be so easy. And all of my pain would be gone. But every time I resist, will there be a moment when I stop resisting? I don't know. But I've lived 43 years resisting. Well, probably more like 30. I don't think I thought about killing myself when I was 10 or 11. Wasn't really until I learned fear. Until I learned I was truly all alone in this world. No matter who I have around me, I go through life alone. I make all of my decisions. The good ones, and the really stupid ones. Which is why it's super important for me to have my own back. To love myself. To forgive myself for not being perfect. For fucking things up. I'm only human. We put so much pressure on ourselves. If we don't do this an X amount of time, we're a failure. A piece of shit disappointments to everyone around us ourselves most of all when I was 14 I told myself I was going to be a published author by 28 totally fucking arbitrary but that 14 year old has been pissed with me for 15 years you know what fuck that kid He didn't know shit about life. Right now, I just want to figure out where 43 will take me. And where I will take myself. I'm done with being passive. Where I'd like to be. That doesn't just happen. I have to constantly step out of my comfort zone. I just don't want to feel weak and scared anymore. I know that will happen. And I will take that as it comes. I will think about jumping off that bridge as I cross it. Until, one day, the thought just no longer occurs to me. And the bridge just becomes a means to travel between two places. But maybe the thought will always be there, lurking. I'm not sure anyone who suffers from mental health disorders doesn't think about suicide, at least on occasion. The amount of people who write to me in my Q and A's on Instagram about wanting to end their lives, is staggering. It's on your mind, I ask, and they tell me. I'm so glad I've created this community and that it's led to this podcast and will lead to other places. I'm happy I've created a space for people like me. Sensitive people, depressed people, people who feel hopeless. It's a safe space for people to be themselves. It's an honor that people trust me with these thoughts. People always ask if the responses I get are too heavy for me. And the answer is no, they aren't. Sometimes I can't do it at all. If I'm depressed and don't find any joy in my life, if I'm sad and need to be alone, there's no way I can do this all the time. I'm not a therapist, I'm just a guy sharing his experiences. His thoughts on a lot of very universal themes, love and heartbreak grief, but I have to have boundaries, I have to protect myself when I'm too fragile. Sometimes I won't answer them right away, I'll save them for this podcast, and I feel like using this episode, the last one of this year, we're taking Christmas and New Year's off, to respond to as many as possible. To start us off, M wrote, My partner just told me that they've decided they never want kids. I feel like my heart has been torn out. M, I am so very sorry. I was that partner to my ex. I was part of the reason we split. And I regret it immensely. It was a final decision I had made. We had tried several years ago, but it didn't happen. I'd never had it happen. And I always feared it was because I couldn't make a child, that my sperm was no good. And then I found out that that was true. I'd always wanted a little girl. And when I finally met the woman that I thought I was just like her when she was little. There was this adorable photo of her when she was six or seven that we had framed. We found it in her mother's house in a whole stack of photos. It was even the wallpaper on my computer for a long time. let alone anyone else. We considered adoption, but that wasn't really what I wanted. This was all back when we were in New York, when her job wasn't so demanding, which is saying something, as she worked a ton back then. We had even talked about me being a stay-at-home dad, I loved the idea, but that was before my life started going in a different direction to do more with my life And when we moved here to DC I basically gave up on the kid thing I Stopped talking about it I didn't really think about it at all Unless she brought it up And in the end Because I had essentially checked out On planning for our future When I saw how we were At how it was going to be. When she brought it up, that last time, I said no. I don't want kids. I'd been on the fence and I finally hopped off. And again, I regret that every day. I know I'd be a great dad. Maybe one day I will, even if it's not my own. But it doesn't appear that will happen now sorry for it every day. My first wife called me false advertising because I said, sure, I want kids eventually. But in the end, I just didn't. At least not with her. But I always knew my second wife would be a great mother, and I would have loved to have had kids with her. But with her career, as busy as it was, as busy as it is, I felt it would mean I'd be raising the kid or kids largely on my own. Maybe that was a stupid thought. Maybe that was all just an excuse to tamp down in my mind the fact that I didn't have the right stuff. That I couldn't produce a child of my own. Maybe things would have been easier than all that. And I would have been able to do that. To adopt a child children, and still do what I wanted to do with my life, beyond that, career, I'll never know now, but maybe one day, my suggestion to you, M, is to talk to your partner, really try to get to the truth of the matter, they may not even know what it really is, and if they do, the truth ends up being something that conflicts with an overriding desire of yours, well, you have a decision to make. Not an easy one, I'm afraid. I wish you luck. I wish I were able to go back in time and say yes. I feel ready now. But that's just how life goes. Next up is Alessa, who writes second lockdown, people are going crazy, I wish everyone would stay home for real. I hope with every fiber of my being that this vaccine or these different vaccines work. But here's the stupid thing, I've heard some people will refuse to take it. They'd rather be stubborn assholes than try to end this thing. Because idiot leaders tell them everything is fine blindly follow the party line. I swear to God, idiocy will kill us quicker than anything else. It drives me crazy when I go out and I see people not wearing masks. These people don't give a shit about anyone but themselves. It's a the selfishness that makes me want to punch them. I understand the need to get out of the house. I need to do it from time to time for my sanity. I've been gaining too much weight and feel uncomfortable in my body. But it's a fucking mask, assholes. Mask holes. How hard is it to wear one? And why wouldn't you take the chance to cover up your stupid, ugly fucking faces? Anyway. Next up is Zoa, who writes, i talking to this guy that I really like and I think he does too, but COVID makes it really hard to meet in person. How to take things to the next level and build some intimacy. Well, Zoa, there's always dirty talk and nudes and videos. These things are fairly normal these days. The problem is when things are solely online, it's very easy for people to get distracted by others just so many choices. Everyone is stuck indoors, lonely and horny. But if you two click on a deeper level, you can have the advantage. I believe in online relationships. I believe you can get to know someone extremely intimately before ever getting to meet them. I used to do a ton of online dating. That's how I met my second wife. but I had to meet hundreds of women before I met her. Some were great, some were only for the night, but most were either not what I was looking for, or I was not what they were looking for. When I met my ex, I knew it was love immediately, and I told her so, on very first night together. She felt the same. I didn't need to look any further felt home that's why it's so hard for me to let go but we had many years together many great times and that's far better than never having any time with her at all next up is Durden, who asked is there fulfilling romantic love to which I must give a resounding yes but a way of getting in the way, the initial all-consuming romance always has to fade. To quote Robert Smith from The Cure's song, Out of This World, from one of their absolute best albums, Bloodflowers, I know we have to go, I realize, we only get to stay so long. We always have to go back to real lives, where we belong. Life can really fucking suck. But we need to understand this. It's not a fairy tale. It's not Hollywood. It's a fucking grind. And it can suck the joy out of anything. Even things that feel like fairy tales. Later in the song, Robert sings, But real lives are the reason why we want to live another life, we want to feel another time, I wish life gave us that time. When you get into a committed relationship, it just becomes part of life, and that romance can slip away, or worse, die completely. They say it takes working at it, and they're absolutely right. Sometimes the job is just too hard, or boring, or you get enticed by a new one. My ex and I didn't have an easy time with it. We tried to be sure, but I wasn't able to be what she needed. I know that. I wish I could have. I still wish that. As they say, if wishes were fishes, no one would ever go hungry. I could only hope that one day, I'll be able to be what someone needs, and they'll be able to be what I need. But even then, I know it won't be everything. It can't be. There's no happy ending where you just ride off into the sunset, and just live and live songs just aren't real. Movies, books, these things just show. Taylor, this is hugely important. Mike's and I used to have a rule. I wish we would have practiced more. Let my mood be my mood. Easier said than done, like everything else. But again, life has a way of getting in the way. Someone always wants to be the one to win. To get their way. Or to make the other feel like they lost the fight no one wins those fights. It's like trench warfare. A battle of attrition. And it's not until one side surrenders that there's any movement in a positive direction. Often the killer of love is pride. The desire to win defeats any desire for pleasure. It's a competition to see who is right, who wins. And you both end up losing. Next up is Blue, who wrote, how difficult it is to have a true, deep connection with anyone. Well, it's difficult if one or both of you don't know how to open up, to be vulnerable, to risk getting hurt. Love can absolutely break your heart. You are reaching into your chest, and giving it to them, and hoping they will the only way, and each time you do that you learn something, you become braver, and each time your heart is broken you learn something, you become stronger, more resilient, so don't be afraid to be hurt, know that you will be hurt. People who love each other hurt each other, they don't mean to. Most of the time It just happens We're all just human But risking pain Is the only way to feel love And love can be a mighty thing Next up is Jessica Who wrote Feeling like I love too much And put too much of myself Into relationships with others Let me ask you this, Jessica. Do you feel like you love yourself? I've loved before with a kind of desperation, a disbelief that this person could ever love someone like me. Why would they, I'd ask? I hate myself. This plagued me through both of my marriages. That's why I talk so much about learning to love yourself, having your own back, knowing you'll be okay on your own. These are things that take a very long time, at least for me. I'm still working on it. I hope one day I'll get there. I'm finding boundaries help. Knowing what I want from someone, but also what I will not tolerate. And having the bravery to turn down someone I like, or even love if our boundaries don't mesh. It's easy to fall into a situation where you allow someone to tell you what to do. A lot of us just want to be led. I needed my ex to help show me what boundaries are like. I wish I had created some with her. But either way, I know how to create them now. And I feel freer than ever. Free enough to loosen up and let those boundaries soften a bit. So Jessica, if you feel like you're giving too much of yourself and it isn't healthy, ask yourself why? What am I missing? Why do I need this person to complete me? And find ways to aim that abundance of love you have inwards. Next up, we have Sersha, who wrote, My boyfriend just broke up with me because he needs to sort his trauma out on his own, and it hurts. Sersha, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you have a good man there, giving him the benefit of the doubt. He's doing both of you a favor. Trauma is something that can really only be worked out by the traumatized person. I just hope he's seeing a therapist and doing the work. And maybe one day soon you two can be together again. Sonia wrote, I started seeing a guy. I'm so full of insecurities and anxiety that I think he will dump me soon. Sonia, with things like this, I usually say that these feelings can be self-fulfilling prophecies. I didn't love myself enough or feel worthy of my ex. I always felt like the junior partner. She was the successful one. I was lucky to have her. I was lucky she wanted me. If I had some of the confidence I do now, if I had learned some of the lessons I've learned over the past six months, and today, June 18th, exactly six months since we split. If I had all of those things when I was with her, maybe I would have been able to make it work. It's why I wrote her a couple of weeks ago about starting over, but it's too late. I hadn't changed then, and I might not have without us breaking up. That's the ironic part. So, Sonia, my advice to you is to face these negative thoughts. This guy wants to be with you. He must see things that you don't. Don't make the mistakes that I did. Find out what those things are and embrace them. Grow them. And that will change you. And that confidence you gain will make you know you deserve him. Achieve something considering who I am And where I am in life right now Anna, that's fear and doubt talking Tell them to fuck off And maybe alter your definition of the word achieve If you do something for the love of it The doing is the achieving And all any of us can do is work with where we are And who we are Life right now. I never saw myself being single again, stuck in a city with no friends, unable to go anywhere because of a global pandemic. Life sucks for a lot of us right now. I'm not saying that to diminish what you're going through. I'm saying it to hopefully inspire you to just move forward as best as you can. One day at a time. All we have is our lives, such as they are. It's what we do with them that matters. Next up is Denise, who wrote, I feel like breaking down every second lately. I don't even know how to get through the day anymore. Denise, I totally went through weeks of that I still have my moments I think about my ex too much and I think about how much I want her back and I think about never getting her back I'm living without her for the rest of my life I'm in a complete unknown beyond where I find myself But like I just told Anna one day at a time That's how we get through it Hopefully, the next one will be a little better, even if it's just a fraction. We must keep going. It's the only way those fractions keep adding up. And one day, you'll wake up and feel alive again. It could take a very, very long time, but you will get there. Layle wrote, how do I support a friend anyone who's grieving just be there when they need you and leave them alone when they need that grief is a very personal thing as I've said before it is not a straight line it's just something that takes time so reach out text to let them know you're thinking about them Try not to get offended if they don't write back right away. best thing you could do is be understanding and compassionate. Jay asked, Is it wrong or self-defeating to hold on to the fantasy of an ex coming back into your life? And Heather wrote, Missing a guy who doesn't talk to me. Same old, same old. He still loves his ex and not me. I used to have a pat answer for anyone who missed their ex and wanted to reach out to them. No. Nope. There are nearly 8 billion people in this world. You'll find another one. Yada yada yada. But that was back when I was still with my ex. And now I'm a total fucking hypocrite. Jay, I totally feel you. And Heather? I know exactly what your guy is going through. I remember jumping into things way too fast after my first marriage ended. I mean, like, within months. Those poor women. That's why I made a rule really fast for myself. No dating or anything for at least a year. can't even imagine being with anyone right now, let alone going out on dates being with anyone other than my ex. And yes, I still stupidly hold out hope. I just can't help it. I don't see myself with anyone other than her. Letting go is so fucking painful to even think about. And it's not about giving up. It's not about seeing myself as a failure. It's about what if we're wrong? What if there's more? What if giving up on what we once had is not the right thing? We were gonna grow old together. and I don't want to grow old with anyone else. I know I fucked up. So did she. We're human, it's what humans do. I call it quits because of messy moments. Not excusing my behavior or my actions asking to be able to prove that those don't define me that I can do better that I want to do better it may be pointless but I just can't give up without trying just can't give up hope next up is Christina who wrote he needs space to work on himself see if we'll work I'm giving it to him but struggling without him. Christina, sometimes we just don't know what it is we want, even when it's staring us right in the face, because we have it. There's always this desire to strive for more. The world offers so many opportunities, but a lot of these are ruses. What makes us think they'll be better, just because they're different just because they're exciting. What we have was more exciting than anything else for a while. Life dulls things. Things just become our lives. And we want more. But will the things we think we want not dull with time? At some point you have to choose. He says he wants to work on himself. But he can do that with you just as I could have with my ex. Just as I want to now. Siobhan wrote, weighted by possibilities and excited for multiple life paths, yet can't make up my mind. Siobhan, sometimes the path you know you were meant to take is the one you've been overlooking for other more exciting things. And Ian wrote, The last 10 years I created a wonderful life, after 10 years in sorrow, now it's getting darker again. I say to both of you, Siobhan and Ian, are you ignoring what is right in front of you? It's always easy to see other paths, other opportunities, as more attractive than the ones right in front of us. But will those paths, those opportunities, just lead us to keep looking for other paths and other opportunities in a world of unlimited choices? When do you stop? But for me, for now, this is where I stop. That's all for this week. Thanks to everyone for listening. Please subscribe, rate, review... And share this podcast. And follow my Instagram accounts Nick Cave and the Bad Memes, Sad Peaks, Don Trooper, Amy Bridgers, and the Sad Bastard Pod. On Nick Cave and the Bad Memes and Sad Peaks, I do Q&As several times a week. Where you can write in and tell me what's exactly on your mind. And I might respond on a future episode. Also, you can DM me over at the sad bastard pod If you have a little more to share Than fits in the question boxes I'll be back after the holidays Until then Take care of yourselves Forgive yourselves Love yourselves And here's to a much better year Than this one has been fuck yourself, 2020. They're taking me down, my friend As they usher me off to my end What well, I bid you adieu will I'll be seeing you soon What they say around here is true, then we'll meet again.